This is Michael Cohen, and you're listening to the Mayor Culpa Podcast. Hey, folks, Mayor Culpa's taking a much-needed few days off south of the border. But with so much going on, we didn't want to leave you hanging. So stay tuned for an all-new conversation with progressive activist and Twitter phenom Brooklyn Dad Defiant, or as I like to call him, BDD. Ever since January 6th, BDD has used his platform, which now reaches 1.2 million followers, to push back on the MAGA agenda, as well as the poisonous rhetoric they spread across social media. BDD joins us today to discuss the rapidly approaching Georgia RICO trials for some of the 18 conspirators and Trump finding himself deeper into the proverbial shit. So there's a lot to discuss, so let's go now to that conversation. Okay, so BDD, look, Fannie Willis pushed back hard. And when I say hard, I'm talking about real hard against Jim Jordan's bullshit investigation of her RICO case against the former president, as well as the 18 co-conspirators, by saying the following, and I quote, Your letter makes clear that you lack a basic understanding of the law, its practice, and the ethical obligations of attorneys generally and prosecutors specifically. So my question to you is, is there any way that these sham proceedings can, you know, be shut down? Or do we just have to watch as Jim Bag Jordan throws up all manners of smokescreen to protect Donald? Uh, well, first off, Michael, thanks for having me back. Um, as, as far as stopping these pr- proceedings, no, there is there is no way unless um, well, the only way to stop the uh, the the bull from from going on is to uh, elect Democrats to get a majority in the House and keep our majority in the Senate to to prevent the nonsense. Because right now, all they're trying to do is rally around Trump and delay, delay, delay and muddy the waters as much as they possibly can because they have nothing. They're not offering any suggestions. They're not offering any solutions, nothing of any any um, a, 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 nothing of, of any value or they're bringing to the party, just a, a bunch of bulls. So um, Fannie Willis is doing is phenomenal. I mean, what a savage, epic response that she had for uh, for Jim Jordan. And she even told him like that he can go by. You you clearly have no knowledge of the law. She suggested he buy a, the uh, the non lawyer. <laughs> She's fantastic. Yeah, I think what she was I think what she was referring to was a CLE class. Right. <laughs> On remedial civics, um, you know, which is funny. But I think probably the best article that that I've seen so far is the one that was done in Vanity Fair by Bess Levin. I, I personally, I find her humor to be like ours, BDD, right? The headline of this article is Fannie Willis all but calls Jim Jordan a moron in scathing letter about prosecuting Trump. I mean, you know, Bess really nails this thing, I mean, you know, perfectly. I just don't think that there's a better way to have written it. Um, I mean, she starts it off in saying, in a withering letter, 
the subtext of which was basically, you're a fucking idiot, and I can't believe I have to take the time out of my day to deal with you. I mean, this is how Best ends up, you know, starting off this article, which is true. When I sat and I heard for the first time that this letter had come out, I'm saying to myself, you've got to be shitting me. Yeah. That you're talking about the House Judiciary Chair, uh, the guy who's also now this subcommittee on the weaponization of government of the DOJ, right, with the oversight. I mean, are, are, we, are we joking? Are we kidding ourselves? The fact that this, that this asshole thinks he has the right within which to impede upon a state investigation, which is what it is. It is a state investigation by the Fulton County District Attorney that he has the right to interfere using his congressional letterhead, right, and basically threatening her to turn over all the documents, all the information. Why? A guy who has no clue what he's looking for, no idea what the investigation is even about, so that he could do what? Secretly go to Mar-a-Lardo? Secretly turn it over to Trump and his lawyers? All for what? To blow more smoke up Donald's ass? Mike, really? Michael, he, he's doing that for an audience of one, you know, because he knows that he has no jurisdiction and surely sure enough if he didn't know uh fanny willis uh let him know but yeah he's he's doing that not only for an, I, I would say not only for an audience of one but for other trump supporters who um who bristle at the notion of someone showing anything less than 100 percent fealty and and uh submissiveness to their their chosen emperor you know emperor for life so that's why he, he's not doing these things knowing that he has any standing on you know in the world he could easily ask any one of his aides hey do, do i have the right to do this and they would tell him no you know so he doesn't have a right to do it but he has to look as though he's doing everything he can because the, the audience, the, the supporters, they're watching, you know. I, and I remember with Really American, we had put up billboards in uh, <laughs> we put up billboards in Georgia when uh, Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue were, were running against John Ossoff mm -hmm. and uh, Reverend Warnock. And we were just reminding, <laughs> we were reminding the Republican voters, like, "Hey, these two didn't fight for Trump. <laughs> should should you fight right. for them?" <laughs> exactly. Just but a helpful you know, just reminder back, is all, you know. Yeah, but just going back to Bess's article, this Vanity Fair article. I mean, I actually laughed my ass off when I was reading it. So in the, she turned and. You know, Willis dubbed his request, meaning Jim Jordan's request for the Trump records, and I quote, offensive to any notion of separation of powers that recognizes the distinct roles of the executive and legislative functions of government. She then goes on and she writes, your attempt to invoke congressional authority to intrude upon and interfere with an active criminal case in Georgia is flagrantly at odds with the Constitution. 
There is absolutely no support for Congress purporting to second-guess or somehow supervise an ongoing Georgia criminal investigation and prosecution. The viol- that violation of Georgia's sovereignty is offensive and will not stand. I mean, she's giving him a fucking schooling, a lesson yeah. in civics that this guy has no idea. But meanwhile, again, he's the chair of the judiciary. What a fucking joke. Uh, the other joke is, and I wish I had read that that uh, Vanity Fair article. I'm definitely going to have to uh, to check that out because it's it sounds rich to me. But um, it's it's ludicrous to have him as the chair of the uh, subcommittee on the weaponization of government. It's it's almost as ludicrous as appointing I don't know Ted Bundy as as the head of the you know the anti serial killer. Uh, committee you know um it's ludicrous because or jeff or jeff or or jeffrey dahmer as the head of the food and drug administration <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean uh i i honestly haven't seen crazier times than than what what we're living in right now i mean the the fact that the the former president of the United States is looking down the barrel of 91 uh, 91 felony charges. Uh, his chief of staff. Uh, I mean, all these all of these people, it, it really makes a lot of people have have compared this to Watergate. You know, it, you know, it's always the Watergate comparison. This makes Watergate look like nothing, like a big nothing burger in comparison uh, it is easily the worst scandal where you have um, a plot for fake electors. You have the plot for uh, the seditious conspiracy, all these different things inv- um, related to the, the 2020 election. The bedrock of our democracy is is the vote. And if you attack that, you're attacking democracy. You're attacking us. So this is unprecedented and and insane and all of the uh all of the uh adjectives that we we try to to summon to say how um how unprecedented and historic this is they they all they, they all fail because this is just batshit nuts the, the times that we're in now yeah i think the fav- my favorite part of the article and it refers back to Fannie willis's uh letter to jim jordan that she also told him the following That his letter shows, and this is a quote, shows a total ignorance of George's racketeering statute and the basics of criminal conspiracy law. Mm. I mean, she's not just speaking to, you're not just talking to some random junior high school kid, right? Who, you know, who knows nothing or, you know, you're talking to a guy who is a member of Congress, not to mention the chair of the House Judiciary. Yeah. She also writes in it, and I'm going to quote, that it's time for him to deal with some basic realities, like the reality that a special purpose grand jury made up of everyday citizens investigated for 10 months and made recommendations to me and a grand jury of completely different Fulton County citizens found probable cause against the defendants named in the indictment for RICO violations and various other felonies. All right. 
she then goes on to slap this asshole mm. by saying that another reality is that he must face is that those who wish to avoid felony charges in Fulton County, Georgia, should not commit felonies in Fulton County, <laughs> Georgia. I mean, I mean, you know, you want to talk about adding salt to the wound. I mean, here she's like dousing this gaping hole in the guy's chest yeah. with, then don't commit felonies here in Fulton County, Georgia. But following it up with something that really ultimately puts him in his place, that if he wants to make himself useful in this process, that he should, and here's another Fannie Willis quote, consider directing the U.S. DOJ to investigate the racist threats that have come to my staff and me because of this investigation, adding that she will not be bullied and threatened by members of Congress, local elected officials, or others who believe Lady Justice should not be blind and that America has different laws for different citizens. I mean, talk about eloquent. Talk about something, you know, th that last part to me was so reminiscent of when I was in law school, there was a judge by the name of Judge Learned Hand who used to write things like this, eloquent and poignant, terse and to literally, you know, straight to the core of the issue. And I think Fannie Willis is that type of person. She's actually someone that I would like to see ultimately recommended to the Supreme Court. Oh, yeah. I had actually I had seen some comments about that uh, earlier today. I, I posited uh, I posted the, the question. Do you think uh, that uh, do you think she deserves a person of the year uh, honor from from Time magazine? I uh, I don't know I, about that one. I mean, I'm still like to see myself in that running. You know, I'm not really <laughs> sure that there's anybody that's given more <laughs> than I have. And all for what? You know, for paying a porn star not to talk about, you know, pulling this guy's mushroom pecker? Seriously? <laughs> fucking joke. Let me let me tell you why. Total fucking joke. Let, let me tell you why I respect Fonnie Willis. And it's it's especially because because of those uh those threats that she endured. And I know those threats are there. You know, I, I get threats like that via email and stupid messages to, to my website all the time. All, but but she is right there. She's in the lion's den, you know, and it's got to be terrifying. She knew what she was getting into, but when she first took up this case, she knew it was going to be a dangerous thing to, you know, because his uh, supporters are mostly very unhinged and passionate about this. Um, but she went, she went and did it anyway. And like, and this was a big, this is a big sprawling case. 19 co-defendants on this Rico thing. Um, and I think... But BDD. B, 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 B. That's her job. She's the DA of Fulton County, Georgia. We can say the same thing then about Alvin Bragg. In fact, we should be saying the same thing about, even though it's a civil case, you know, our Manhattan district attorney... Uh, you know, uh, Tish James, yep. you know, anybody that goes up against Trump should be given some sort of an award with all due respect to myself and not to pat myself on my own ass. But <laughs> not only did I testify before Congressional Committee seven times, 
I appeared 23 times before the Manhattan District Attorney. I appeared a handful of times before the New York Attorney General and so on. I mean, I've literally, you know, like yourself too, you're putting yourself out there. It is not my job. In fact, I just got subpoenaed the other day by the New York Attorney General to be one of the witnesses in that base $250 million lawsuit that Tish James is bringing on behalf of the state of New York against Trump, the Trump org, his kids, etc. You know, not my job. Yeah. In fact, I'm trying to find a job. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, this is not my job. It's fall, which means you should be picking apples, not wedgies. Get new underwear that'll take care of your whole fruit basket. That's Tommy John. When you wear Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable, so you can do everything better. Tommy John underwear and loungewear have dozens of comfort innovations, like breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands that keep you comfortable no matter what the season throws at you. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys across America love their Tommy Johns because there's no flopping, no sticking, and no chafing. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. One Tommy John fanatic raves, the most comfortable box of briefs ever. There's no downside. Buy one pair and you'll never want to wear any other underwear again. Hey, look, let me be clear about this. I own Tommy John and I plan on wearing them when I'm doing my run through Central Park, when I'm walking down Madison Avenue, wherever it is that I'm going. And in all honesty, you should get Tommy John too. Plus, you're always covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. So get 20% off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com slash Cohen. Save 20% at TommyJohn.com slash Cohen. That's TommyJohn.com slash Cohen. See site for details. Let me ask you, Mike, you, you don't get a, uh, you don't get nervous walking around out, out there on, on the street, you know, uh, just... I mean, look, with all due I, respect, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fatalist. So, you know, um, I look over my shoulder all the time. I am very uh, concerned with the insanity that Trump generates by blowing his dog whistle of hate. I, I mean, because you're a very that you have these crazies. You're a very recognizable figure. I mean, really, everybody knows who you are. It, you can't hide anywhere unless. Are you, you trying to say that I'm out of shape? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Just that everybody knows who you are. Your 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 face is. You've been yeah. on TV a gazillion times. Uh, like you said, you were on those those uh, in those congressional hearings. Have Trumpers forgiven you? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, and you know, once the announcement uh, you know comes out uh, and becomes more well known, no different than when I was testifying before live before the House Oversight Committee, uh, you know, you start getting the emails, you start getting the, you know, uh, Twitter or now X, uh, you know, DMs or uh, attacks there, wherever you start getting letters sent to your home, uh, you know, the phone calls in yep. the middle of the night. Yep. Yeah, they look, these are individuals that are acting and behaving 
with all due respect to our members of Congress on the GOP side, they're acting the same as they are. They are all playing to a party of one. But here's the difference, though, right? Actually, it's not a difference. It's the similarity. Donald doesn't give a shit about any of them. Yep. He doesn't give two flying shits about Jim Bag Jordan, and he doesn't give a fuck about Joe Jane Doe from Oshkosh Bagash, who wants to sit there and try to intimidate Michael Cohen by sending him something nasty, you know, or uh, a nasty letter or an ugly DM or whatever it might be. Mm. He doesn't give a fuck about them either. Here's here's what I found interesting, uh, and I'm I'm sure you heard of this by now. Uh, yesterday, Trump had a fundraiser uh, to try to raise money for Rudy Giuliani, and I thought that was interesting because I honestly thought that he was just leaving Rudy, you know, flapping in the breeze, you know, to you know to fend for himself on these these legal fees. And then I see this this fundraiser and yeah, it's not like he's digging his hand into his own pocket and bringing and putting up money for Rudy. But it is it's it's not nothing that he uh, that he had this fundraiser. Do you think Rudy has the goods? You know, that is that why uh, Donald uh, came out and, and had a fundraiser for him? No, no. Um I don't even think Donald is thinking that far. Hmm. Um, I think what he realizes is whether he does or he doesn't, it's probably smart to keep him still in the fold, reflecting back upon what if, what if he didn't do to me what he did? What if, he didn't allow the president as president of the United States of America, mm-hmm. the FBI to raid my home, hotel, law office, etc. And anybody that thinks for a second that Donald did not know that that was happening, I call bullshit and I call them basically to have four teeth and three fucking brain cells <laughs> because it would show just how pathetically stupid they are. There is no way in the world that the FBI raided the personal attorney to the president of the United States' home, hotel, and law office without first letting the president of the United States know, especially when that president was Donald J. Trump. And when all this shit was going on and it sunk into my head, holy shit, this motherfucker's sitting there at a table with his arms crossed and he's saying, it's disgusting, I heard that they had just... I just, I just heard that they raided one of my lawyers. And now I'm just one of his lawyers, right? His, you know, he goes, it, and I sat there and I'm saying to myself, motherfuckers lying about me mm-hmm. when I did what I did at the direction of in concert with and for the benefit of Donald J. Trump that he didn't put an end to this. So I think right now what he's thinking is, you know what, look at what has occurred as a direct result of these actions that, um, or inactions, I should say, towards Michael Cohen. I don't need to do that again. So maybe the idiot learned a lesson. We'll keep Rudy close, but I'm not going to actually reach into my pocket. I'm going to let others go ahead and help to support Rudy's mounting legal bills. 
What I am curious, and I don't know, maybe BDD, you heard, I wonder how many people actually showed up. Because to be honest with you, I'm not really sure I understand why anyone would go to a $100,000 per person plate. Yeah. Even if it's at Mar-a-Lardo for the Giuliani defense pack. I just don't get it. And I would really like to see who these people are. I, I don't think it's, I mean, honestly, I'm sure, you know, they were saying, hey, you know, Donald would really like you to come. You know, my understanding is that he raised somewhere around $200,000 or $300,000. <laughs> three I mean, I'm not really sure. Yeah, three people showed up. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't have the answer to that. You know, maybe one of them is probably someone like a Mike Lindell. You know, somebody who's so fucking delusional that he's actually sunk a billion-dollar company by being the asshole that he is and, you know, doing what he's done um, in the, all in the name of Donald J. Trump. Frankly, I, I thought uh, Lindell was, was either broke or, or going broke, but... I can't. The the only people I can imagine who would show up for for um, a one hundred thousand dollar a plate fundraiser would have to be people who stand to lose the most if Rudy opens his mouth. I I think who else? I mean, who else is digging that deep? One hundred grand is not nothing. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of cheddar. Yeah. Um, for a shit food. Yeah, not only for shit food, but for shit company, <laughs> both both Trump yeah. and Rudy, you know, um, whoever knows those guys knows they're they're probably not a whole lot of fun to be with at a party. They're busy talking about themselves only, mostly. Who who wants to spend that much money to be in the same building as them? I, I have no idea, but I'm. <laughs> that's funny that uh, you said only two or three people showed up that's uh that's well, telling look let, let me let me say let me say this because my understanding is that you know that uh, giuliani has you know some mounting legal troubles not to mention you know, he still owes his ex-wife uh money you know based upon the divorce decree and stuff like that but had they raised a lot of money it would that information would have been put out there by trump and people mm. that so many people are the number of people that are so angry at what's happening to poor Rudy, to Rudy, is enormous. And we raised millions and millions of dollars. No, you don't see that anywhere. You actually can't find how much. Why would they not turn around and tell, you know, that 30 people, 40 people, 50 people, you know, showed up, you know, in Rudy's behalf because of these fake this or fake that, you know. I mean, it's, it, I don't know. Uh, what, what can I say? It's the whole thing I find to be bizarre. And, you know, if I can just go on and ask you this, because talking about bizarre and something I really, truly don't understand, we're talking about Jim Bag Jordan. How does someone like that even get fucking elected to office in the first place? How does he keep getting reelected to office? Forgetting about the fact that his peers are making him the chair of various committees. How does this guy even get elected to office? I mean, look, let's just go back and talk about 
the allegations that were brought against him Ohio University when he was wrestlers. the wrestling coach. Yeah. Yeah, with the Ohio rest. Now, this is not Michael Cohen or BDD talking shit about Jim Bag Jordan. I'm talking about kids that were on the wrestling team at that time who have come forward and made these statements. They talk about how he was crying. Don't do it. Don't go to the... Right, that, 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 that. This is a guy who... And I'm not saying he's guilty because, you know... Nobody should be called a pedo, right? Uh, or, you know, if it's not true. I mean, it's a terrible thing to call somebody, and I am not calling him that. Nevertheless, there were kids that were in that class that were part of that wrestling group that are. And yet, here he is. And with congressional, not just congressional pin, but congressional seniority. Now, look. I know Ohio is the land of J.D. Vance, but J- but Jim Bag Jordan, I mean, he's just a whole nother level of fucking crazy. Right. What's your opinion on that? Well, my, my opinion is that, uh, first off, he wasn't accused of being a, a pedo. He was accused of allowing one. The I think it was the team. I think it might have been the team doctor who was fondling who was said to be fondling and sexually abusing these uh, these boys, these these wrestlers on the team, and that Jim Jordan knew about it and didn't say anything. I mean, I forget about being assistant coach or a coach. You're, you're just a human being. Even if you're not a parent, you're a freaking human being. You you know that this thing is going on, and you say nothing. You don't you don't deserve to be in any position of authority. The fact that he has been uh, a member of Congress for this long with that on his record um, is is just mind blowing. It's astounding. Uh, He hasn't uh, introduced any legislation whatsoever. Uh, He is in a I don't know if you've ever seen the uh, his legislative uh, map you know the the map showing his constituents it looks crazy it looks like uh, it's it's gerrymandered beyond belief it looks like i think a a, a duck or something but it it makes no sense it's just that he has chosen the people who are keeping him in power in 8 years he hasn't introduced anything anything no legislation whatsoever he hasn't passed one bill. So, um, yeah, something has to be done about gerrymandering. It's a humongous, huge problem. Uh, and that's what's keeping him in power. You know, CNN actually did a story on this and it was, uh, you know, quite some time ago, um, talking about in 2020, you know, there was a story that came out. I mean, that's how far back this goes. But here's how this story goes. And it's only one of many. Tito Vasquez says he remembers the day three decades ago when as a wrestler at Ohio State University, the doctor that he'd gone to see about a bloody nose insisted on examining his genitals. He also recalls how one of his coaches dismissed his immediate complaint. Mm. And the quote there is, I have nothing to do with this. Vasquez quoted... um, the assistant coach saying, 
as he effectively ended the conversation and went on with wrestling practice. That coach, Vasquez says, was Jim Jordan. All right? I mean, ser seriously? I mean, something like that of concern? A guy goes in for a bloody nose? It's like, I, I, you're joking, right? And that doesn't automatically spark. And you're right. Forgetting about any of the other allegations that are there, and there are many, many, and a whole lot worse than this one, mm -hmm. right? The fact that he was advised of it as a adult, I don't know if Jim was married at the time or his own kids or what have you, but the fact that as a human being, as a coach, the fact that you ignore something as perverted, something as, I mean, eye-popping, ear-shattering statements by one of your kids, yep. right? Because that's generally how coaches look at the kids that are, you know, um, performing for them, whether it's gymnastics, whether it's tennis, whether it's, you know, wrestling, boxing, a coach becomes like a parent, yeah. a brother, a relative, a family member. Mm -hmm. How do you allow as a family member an allegation like this to go not just unreported, but unsupported? At the very least, at the, at the very least, you would have wanted to see him go and confront that doctor and say, what, what the hell is going on? You know, I got, I got students, I got students coming up to me saying, you're checking their genitals for a bloody nose. What the fuck is wrong with you? You know? And then the very next thing should be that doctor is fired. He is arrested. You know, those things should happen, but none of that happened. And, you know, he's, he's busy with all of these investigations. He really ought to uh, think about investigating his damn self, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's not your opinion. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a fact. He really, they should. And one of the things I'll never forget, um, right after, for example, Jim Bag Jordan went ahead and they opened up that uh, weaponization of DOJ subcommittee, my buddy, lawyer, uh, and friend, since we were like 13 years old, 14 years old, uh, Jeffrey um, K. Levine. He went ahead and he took a whole bunch of documents and he actually sent it to Jim Jordan. He sent it to other people too, like Jamie Raskin, Dan Goldman, and others. But he sent it to Jim Jordan too, saying, whoa, 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 hold on one second. Why are you only looking at weaponization of the Justice Department with a start date of today <laughs> under the Biden administration? Right. There's an entire book <clears throat> written, he goes, by my client, Michael Cohen, Revenge, how Donald Trump weaponized the United States Department of Justice yeah. against his critics. There's an entire book here. There is a individual, a U.S. citizen, who was remanded back to prison simply because he refused to waive his First Amendment constitutional rights. Don't you think in order to make a determination as to weaponization, that we should start there? 
Why are we starting only today? Why are we not looking at all weaponization of the DOJ? Or are you so partisan that you're okay with a U.S. citizen being the first political prisoner held by his own country because he wouldn't waive his First Amendment constitutional rights solely so that you could be partisan on behalf of your Fuhrer as against right, the Biden administration with whom you want to unseat. No response. Zero. No investigation. Nothing. By the way, it does anger me that this issue has not been taken, I can't say seriously because it has, um, but more seriously, and that nothing more has come out of it. Where is an investigation? Where is a committee request in order to bring people like Bill Barr back to the table? Mm -hmm. Bring Donald Trump to the table. Bring Jeffrey Berman to the table. Bring Thomas McKay, the prosecutor. Nicholas Roos, the prosecutor. Andrea Griswold, the prosecutor. Bring people like Enid Phoebus or... Um, you know, any of, the, any of the other people, Patrick McFarlane, bring them all to the table and say, why the fuck did you sign a remand order? What was the, how did this document get produced? A document that has never been used before. Who drafted it? And why did you ever expect that it should be signed? It is not an official document by the federal government. So what were you, who told you to do it? And let's get to the bottom of this. Not, not so much for me, but for you. That BDD, this should never, ever, ever happen to any other American ever again. That nobody should ever be in fear that because I refuse to waive my constitutional right, that I could be remanded to, pre to the prison. I mean, that is what makes America, America. That is the absolute basis and foundation of the Constitution. It is the First Amendment. They started with, right, that, that you, have, you have this inalienable right that's given to you. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. And the first time that I refused not to waive that constitutional right, they sent me back to Otisville and put me back into solitary confinement. What's what's ironic is that they are using that very same First Amendment to, to somehow excuse Donald Trump in a lot of these instances. There's they are trying to frame this as, oh, you know, he was complaining that the election was stolen from him, and that's why he's being persecuted, not prosecuted, but persecuted. That's why he's being persecuted, because he was exercising his First Amendment right. And no, that's not why the hell he's being prosecuted. Uh, it's because he broke the goddamn law. It's because because a fake elector scheme that shit is against the law. Seditious conspiracy, that shit is against the law. You can lie about the election and you can complain about it and you can say it was stolen from you until the cows it's come home. It's your First Amendment right to do yeah, so. Yeah, you can do all that. That shit is perfectly legal. Well, it's not perfect, but it's it's legal. Um, but that other stuff, not legal. And the reason, Michael, that they didn't bring this stuff up in relation to you uh, and try to f remedy that, it's because they reserve the right to use 
the government to use Congress as a weapon against their own enemies when they see fit. It's okay when we do it, not okay when you do it. And that's why they didn't do anything to uh, to address your miscarriage of justice. Not sleeping as well as you should be? Well, it might be time for a new mattress. When it comes to finding the perfect support for your body, GhostBed has you covered. They offer a range of firmness options, ensuring that you can tailor your mattress to your preferences. My friends at GhostBed never cut corners when it comes to crafting mattresses that stand the test of time. They're a family-owned business with 20-plus years' experience making mattresses, and you'll feel it when you lay down on one of them. GhostBed offers a 101-night sleep trial on all their beds, allowing you to try their mattress in the comfort of your own home. With free shipping and most orders shipping within 24 hours, you can start enjoying the GhostBed experience without delay. Their team of dedicated sleep experts is standing by to assist you in finding your ideal bed. So head right now to ghostbed.com forward slash mea culpa now to get started. And for a limited time, use code mea culpa for, yeah, listen to this, use code mea culpa for 40% off site-wide. Again, for a limited time, use code mea culpa for 40% off site-wide. But talk about insanity. Other members, Democratic members of Congress, Jamie Raskin, Congressman Steve Cohen, Congressman Dan Goldman, you have Senator Dick Durbin, Congressman Ted Lieu, Congressman Hakeem Jeffries, they all called for investigations into this, this issue, this topic. Mm -hmm. And they can't get anything. Nothing is being done. And that's the point that I want my listeners to understand, that there is such a divide right now in Congress that even after something as despicable as violating the First Amendment to the Constitution of the United States of America, what makes the United States of America the United States of America, mm -hmm. They're not willing, and I'm talking about the GOP members of Congress, they're not willing to investigate the actions of their own. So they're putting party above country, and they should all be fucking removed. But I do want to then ask you this, because I want, I want to talk for another, another asshole, Tommy Tuberville. Oh, my God. Because right? you, recent, I mean, you recently wrote, and I quote, there is a Senate rule that allows just one moronic, idiotic, dangerously dumb asshat senator like Tommy Tuberville to obstruct the entire Senate on something as critical as our military readiness. Yeah. Do me a big favor. On behalf of myself and all of my listeners, we are all dying to hear BDD unpack just what Tuberville is doing and how he can be pressured to stop. Thank you for bringing this up because it irritates me. And I've been trying to uh, bring this up at least once per day as a reminder. Uh, it's ludicrous. He is basically blockading all military promotions 
from going forward. And it's not just, hey, I got an extra stripe on my uh, on my my jacket or whatever. I got an extra bar and an extra, you know, it, these are real people who are serving our country, serving our military and keeping us safe. And when they do a good job, they get acknowledged and they get promoted. And so what happens? Okay, you have some people who are in positions where that promotion means that they have to move to either to a different state or even to a different country. And when you move to a different state or a different country, it's not like you just pack up and, okay, there's so many different logistics that have to happen. Where are we going to move? You know, are we going to sell the house now? You know, you can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can't maintain a mortgage in two different houses. That shit is expensive, you know. So uh, and all these different balls need to be in motion, and they can't be in motion because fucking Tommy Tuberville, who doesn't know his ass from his elbow, who doesn't even live in Alabama, this the the state that he's supposed to be representing. Um, it's because he he is blocking this because of. He doesn't want military uh, people to be reimbursed, I think, for traveling for abortion. That, that. He's like, he's using the abortion issue as, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to approve these, uh, these promotions until, I I don't even know what the fuck he thinks he's going to achieve by it. Like, uh, he's going to reverse the Pentagon's policy about that. It's 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 infuriating. And at the very least, there should be enough senators, Democratic and Republican, who can get together and say, you know what? We're sorry about Tommy. You know, this is we know this is bullshit. We're going to break the filibuster on this and we're going to make a fix so that just for issues uh, relating to the military, that this cannot happen where one jackass decides to derail the whole process uh, to get square on a completely unrelated issue. Fuck that. I am so I am livid about that. You know, my dad was a Marine. My son was in the Navy, you know, Um, and even if I didn't have any uh, people, uh, any family members who served, if you're a goddamn American, if you call yourself a patriot, and you allow this shit to stand? How dare you? You should be ashamed of yourselves. Senators, members of Congress, everybody needs to be in his ass telling him to back the fuck down and let these people get their promotions for crying out loud. What's amazing, what's amazing to me is the fact that this now jeopardizes national security. I mean, people don't realize just how... This man, Tuberville, has, is preventing more than 300 senior military promotions from being approved. All right? They're more than six months. Do nine you think months. that our— Nine months. Nine months. Like, do, do, could you imagine our adversaries— right now watching this do you think that they live with their head in the sand (laughs) under a rock they know exactly what's going on here and they're taking advantage of it because we do not have the leadership in place that we should have immediately and you know what i got to tell you 
This is a real problem for national security. And God forbid, and God forbid something happens on whose watch is this? It would be under Joe Biden's watch. And the fact that he doesn't do a little more of what Trump would have done, Trump would have turned around and said, okay, listen up. Fuck you. Assuming, you know, Tubby Tuberville over there was, what do you call it, was a Democrat, right? Mm -hmm. He would turn around and goes, fuck you. Mm -hmm. He goes, I don't need your approval. By executive order, I am hereby promoting the following 300 plus service members to their positions. Mm. Whether he can do it or not, be very honest with you, I don't know the answer to it. Some scholars would tell you yes. President has total authority. Not sure that's accurate uh, either. No, Others would turn around right. and tell you you need you need the you need the you know you need Senate approval on this and so on. Yeah, Trump would turn around and say, "Yeah, okay, take me to court." Yeah, no, that but that total we'll that total block, authority do, thing totally sounds like very Trumpian. <laughs> well, it's exactly yeah. it's exactly look the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines. Right now, they don't have Senate confirmed leadership in place. That's right. That's a real problem. Yeah. And you know what? Um, you know, this is truly, it's truly not a joke, which kind of brings me to this whole issue again. Finally, Trump being held accountable for various different actions that he has participated in, actions that he has uh, certainly benefited from or tried to benefit from. He's now out there trying to make this huge effort to have his Georgia case removed from state court to federal court. Mm -hmm. Do you think that he'll succeed? And if so, what's at stake if the case is actually removed from Fulton County uh, to federal? um, I'm not the legal expert, Michael, but from what I understand from watching the shows, there is a good possibility that he could in fact, get it moved. I know Mark Meadows has been trying to get his case moved from and failed uh, from state to to federal. But I think I, I think it might be slightly different for Trump. I, I you know I'm not a fan of his. I'm just saying you know it could it could happen. And if it does happen, um, it it doesn't make. Here's what here's what'll happen. Um, it means that the pool the jury pool from which they are selecting uh, members of the jury now becomes bigger and more diverse. And by more diverse, I mean, there's a possibility that there will be more conservative members of that jury, more, more people that uh, could possibly be sympathetic to Donald Trump. If it happened, if the trial happens in Fulton County, then he's kind of screwed. But if it if it happens in federal court um, somewhere else, there's a good possibility that there. All he needs is one. Doesn't he just need one right. to screw you know, this? Uh, only one. Yeah. Yes, one would cause a hung jury, yeah. and then the case would then end up having to be prosecuted all over again. Yeah. Which the, the only benefit would be that Trump uh, would already know the way that. Fulton County that the district attorney, Fannie Willis, was going to promote the case and to put the case on. That's not, in my opinion, why he wants to move it. I think he wants to make it into a federal issue that in the event 
he wins, oh, so he can or a Republican himself. wins, that he could pardon himself because you know, uh, obviously, the president cannot pardon somebody. We don't know from yet, a state though, do crime. We? Right. Well, we know that he can't pardon himself. Not that they could. Not that a state could actually do something if he's the sitting president. Um, you know, it, it, what are they going to do? They're going to send you know uh, local police and sheriff to Mar-a-Lago or to the White House to cuff and take the good luck getting past the secret service on that one yeah, it would yeah. it like i've said on television this would be a constitutional issue that nobody including our founding fathers ever contemplated to be possible forgetting about a reality yeah. a possibility nobody ever thought that but i do want to then ask you considering again going back to the whole topic of hashtag accountability I want to talk to you for a moment about the recent Proud Boys conviction, Mm -hmm. because, you know, their attorneys obviously plan to appeal the sentences, saying that their clients were being unfairly and unconstitutionally penalized for exercising their right to trial. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how that's an argument, but okay. Now, if they had pled guilty, they would have received much lighter sentences. It's why so many people By half. plead instead of, right? Yeah. I'm curious if you think that the sentences that they received for seditious conspiracy were too light, too harsh, or that they were just right? Um, and do you think it'll uphold in court? I pers- personally thought that they should have gotten more time uh, on across the board. Uh, but that's just me. You know, I, I, I took January 6th very personally. I'd never seen anything like that in my life. I was just, I was disgusted by what I saw that day. I was disgusted what I saw by what I saw after that day. I was disgusted by the fact that people who call themselves Americans tried to justify that fucking behavior. That's a disgrace. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. And I'm sure you won't either. And so many millions of people who watched that on TV were appalled by it. So me personally, I think they got off light. I think they should be fucking lucky that I wasn't (laughs) the judge uh, handing out those those sentences. With that said, I understand that the judges, uh, they really try to uh, I forget the term they use that they try to balance out. It's something like proportionality or something. Am I right, uh, mm-hmm. Michael? Mm-hmm. It's something proportionality. Yeah. So they're comparing, you know, apples to apples and oranges to oranges. So I get that. So I'm not going to second guess the sentences they got. If they wanted a shorter sentence, they should have played ball. They should have uh, pled guilty. I'm glad they didn't. What I think about accountability is that, you know, some of them try to say, you know, that they weren't at fault. They weren't even in at the Capitol. Like, what's his face? Uh, 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 um, Enrique Tarrio. Enrique Tarrio wasn't there. Tough shit. Not only were you uh, supportive of them, you you as the leader of that organization posted your support. And you told you told them something like uh, uh, something my dick. he, he was, uh, I forget what the hell he said, but he was just bas- basically like uh, re- remorse, my dick or something like he had. He showed no remorse about what transpired until until the very day he was being sentenced that now he, he, he wants some brownie points. 
Um, and the rest of them, they're all grown people. They're all grown folks. They're all adults. You know, goddamn uh, well, you had no business being there. You had no business hurting, assaulting police officers. They love to say back the blue and all this stuff. They were hitting cops with flagpoles and fire extinguishers for crying out loud. They was some one guy was trying to gouge, yeah. uh, gouge out a police per, policeman's eyes. Are you kidding me? So, um, I'm more I'm interested in accountability up the chain of command, up the ladder. And you know, I agree I've, with you on that. I've I've heard people say that um that Trump too many low level, too many low level people are being right. sent. You know, there's hundreds of these people. Where are the members of Congress, the one that walked them through yes. so that they could map out the place? Where is where is Donald for inciting? Where's Eric Trump and Lara Trump who took over the ellipse um you know uh rally that was supposed to take place there. They took it over from uh, from other individuals that had the permit and they turned it into a march. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. yeah. Where where are they? Where is Rudy Giuliani in this in terms of right. or, you know, you had uh, who else was up there? Uh, uh, Josh uh, Hawley and, and others that stood up there and made these remarks and and got them, you know, got the people all riled up. Because like you, I have a special place in my heart for the Capitol. Mm -hmm. I used to work there in 1987 and 88. A lot of people don't know this, but I worked for Congressman. Yeah, I worked for Congressman Joe Moakley of Massachusetts. You know, um, just a wonderful, wonderful guy. While I was in college, I worked for him. And as a assistant to a legislative assistant, it was it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. But I find the Capitol, the people's house, it's like. It's a museum. Yeah. When you walk through there, you feel something special about being an American, about being in those halls, whether it's the Whispering Hall, whether it's going through the galley, you know, whether it's going through the rotunda, you know, whether it was uh, never been there. It's fabulous. It's it's fabulous. It's like it's it's like an amazing museum. And the fact that they were desecrating the people's house, it's almost like if I it's like if I dip my shoes in dog shit, ring Dude, your front doorbell, right, run through your house, and exactly, run right out through the back door, <laughs> you know, to your house, laughing my ass off about it. You know what? They all deserve it, but I'm with you on that one, my brother. Yeah. All right? The way I see it, I want to see the big guys, the ones that were really responsible, not the little shits all the time who gets it. But I do want to move on. I want to ask you this for a second, okay. because your, your tweets... They they sometimes they just crack me up. <laughs> you tweeted in response to Trump saying that he'd be glad to testify, and obviously we know that he has to testify in a multitude of cases, including in the case where he brought against me for the five hundred million dollars. The judge just laid down um, a court order that on October third, Trump has to be court ordered deposed. In that case, hmm. he wanted to put it off for 90 days after the election. <laughs> so I want to go. And that's what made me laugh about your tweet. Here's what you said. Mm-hmm. And I quote, I'll bet my lunch money that there's absolutely no way that chicken shit Trump takes the stand in his defense. He's a lying liar who can't stop lying about lies. And he will immediately <laughs> perjure himself effortlessly. And if he does testify, checkmate, 
all in caps. No lawyer in his right mind would voluntarily put Trump on the stand. And I agree with that. No lawyer in their right mind should allow Trump to ever take the stand because the more Trump speaks, the more he incriminates himself. Yeah. Look, we saw that with E. Jean Carroll. Yeah. Discuss this with me. <laughs> so I don't have large lunches. <laughs> For the most, I'm having a sandwich. So my lunch money is not a big bet. I'm not a betting guy, but... Um, I, I do know for a fact that uh, Trump is a coward. Uh, I know that he has pled the fifth uh, previously like hundreds of times. Anybody who's pleading the fifth that many times um, knows that what they say will incriminate them, will they will incriminate them. And he we've seen him in the past lie about stuff that, was like trivial. Like, why would you even lie about that shit? Like, is this his height, his weight? Yeah, I mean, these and these are things that are you know provable. The the dude said he was six foot three, two fifteen. One of the probably one of the most hilarious things I've seen in a long time. You know. <laughs> um. So yeah. By the way, I just want to let you know I'm seven. I'm seven foot six, and I sent it for the New York Knicks. All right, I'm just taking out time from practice. All right, simply because I can, you know, hang with you and my mea culpa, you know, listeners. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it would be, uh, I, I think it would be hilarious if he actually did testify. I don't, I don't. See, it's, it's impossible. There's no way he can't. He can't tell the truth because if he tells the truth, he's screwed. You know, and no. I also don't think, you know, BDD, I don't think he knows the truth. Honestly, I don't think he knows the truth anymore. I think he's lied so many times that he's actually blurred the truth in his own mind. Mm. Possible. Then he could then he could potentially pass a, a lie detector test if he's convinced himself that his lies are the truth. Right. Well, fortunately, they don't use lie detector tests in this. They use facts, mm. right? Yeah. And they use documentary evidence, emails, text, not, of course, of his, but of other people who were saying, hey, look, I had conversation with Donald. But please go on. You were saying. Um, I don't even remember what I was saying, but I was going to ask. I wanted to ask you, Michael. Um, Man, do, do they woman, person, <laughs> camera, TV. TV. Do do they need his testimony though? Do they need Trump's actual testimony to be able to convict him? What if he says it depends nothing? on which case? Which case are you talking the about? Fulton, Let's just Fulton take County. One. Fulton County. Do do they um, do they need it? I think that they certainly should call him, which of course she will. Uh, you know, and he has the right uh, to take the stand in his own defense he also has the right not to take the stand in his own def in his own defense uh you know there the way that the system works is the obligation is on the prosecutors to prove the case not for the defendant to prove that the prosecutors are wrong right now if in fact he thought that he had the goods to prove them wrong fuck yeah he would take the stand but again the problem and i've said this so many times i said it on television the other day the more Donald Trump talks, the more he incriminates himself. All you need to do is look at the civil case, the E. Jean Carroll case. Yeah. By him turning around and looking at a picture, 
claiming E. Jean Carroll was Marla Maples, he destroyed himself every time that he makes that he gives a deposition. He looks like a total fool. And he just cannot help himself yeah. because he does not know how to tell the truth. My my thinking on, on Fulton, I, I have been excited mostly about the Fulton County case from the time that I, I learned that there were all these different venues in which he was going to be uh, uh, prosecuted. The Fulton County one intrigued me the most was because that's the one where he said, you know, all I need is for you to find me. 11,780 votes because that's his goddamn voice. He could sit in that courtroom for however many weeks that that trial goes on and not say a word, but that recording is his voice and it is showing his intent to circumvent the will of the people to, you know, to subvert the will of the people by finding, you know, uh, votes to put him over the top. He was Absolutely trying to fucking throw out uh, legitimate votes in fate just to uh, put them over the top in Georgia. So, yeah. um, Well, that's where the fake elector scam and that's where the fake elector shit comes into play. And why, you know, Fannie Willis was smart to bring the whole thing as a Rico case because he could make allegate or he could make the claim that he wasn't asking them to manufacture 11,780 votes. He just wanted to find the ones that he was told were stolen from him, which is why he had lost the state. And again, being the narcissistic sociopath that he is, you know, he can say it with a conviction because you were right on point when you said all he needs is one person to buy into that bullshit. And it's certainly true. I still maintain the fact that I believe the Manhattan District Attorney case is the easiest case to prove in terms of criminality hmm. uh, and to ultimately get a criminal conviction because it, you don't, number one, you don't need his testimony and it doesn't matter in terms of what he says. All you need to do is look at the actions that he did. All right. And look at the documentary evidence and look at the corroborating statements and testimony by others. You don't need more than that. The documents speak for themselves. That's the fraud one, As opposed right? to here. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So look, BDD, as always, my friend, it is so good to see you. Uh, the hour goes by, unfortunately, way too the fast time flies. here on Mayor yeah. Culpa. It sure does. I thank you for joining me. Stay safe, my friend. Keep up the good fight. Your voice is extremely important, and your tweets continue to make me laugh. So I thank you for that. Thank you for having me back here. It's it's always uh, I, I always have a ball uh, coming here, and I always learn something uh, listening to your show and participating in the conversation with you. This is fantastic. So thank you again. Well, that's all the time we have today, folks. So stay tuned Monday for an all-new interview with Scott Dorkin from the Democratic Coalition. And until then, you stay classy, America. And thanks for listening. Mayor Culpa is brought to you by Audio Up, Midas Touch, and LSJ Media. Written by Jimmy Jelinek. Our editor and managing producer is Lisa Orkin. Our executive producers are Jared Gustad, Jimmy Jelinek, and myself, Michael Cohen, along with Phil Alberstadt. It may be a new day politically, but nowadays the landscape is more confusing than ever. Donald Trump may have lost the battle for the presidency, but in many ways, Trumpism is still winning the war on the state and local level. 
Maya Culpa is here to help guide you through the wilderness and keep you informed. And let's face it, we all want Trump, Rudy, and the rest of these seditious traitors to see justice. And folks, I promise you, it's coming. So stay tuned as I guide you through the twists and turns of the criminal process that will ultimately see them behind bars. Maya Culpa, nothing but the truth.